G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The night we got engaged, we told the children and my stepdaughter ran to her room, burst into tears and was just sobbing. Step families are now a significant percentage of our family population. Our guest today is Dr. Sonia Canmaland, counsellor and researcher in the area of step parenting. We'll be discussing the unique needs of step families and what we can do to help support them. That's Dr. Sonia Canmaland with myself, Brett Ryan, the Focus on the Family, Australia. Well, welcome to the program. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about your story and why we're talking about this topic because you are part of a step family. Yes, so I've been a stepmom for 15 years now and a biological mum, my eldest son is 28. Mm-hmm. And married with five children. Wow. So two are my biological sons and I have three stepchildren. We have a grandbaby, which will be my first biological grandbaby on the way. Wow. And we have a lovely granddaughter who's from my stepdaughter who's six years old. So what was your background prior to now researching this step family? Well, I've always desired to be in counselling and welfare and I've had various um, jobs and roles working with with families, with young people, with teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in schools. I've worked with homeless teenagers and young adults. Right. So I've had quite a range of experience with different people doing welfare support and counselling with yep. them. And during that process, um, probably more so only a few years ago, I felt that I was just working with step families all the time, mm. particularly with 11 years as a chaplain in schools. Mm-hmm. So I was spending a lot of time with children and I was also working with a parent or sometimes both parents. Yep in step families, and I found that I really had to change the way I worked. Yeah. And was there a lot of information out there, or did you have to go and dig for it? Yeah, no, there's not a lot of information out there, and there still needs to be more, Mm -hmm. which is why it's wonderful that you've invited me to have this conversation with you. But there really does need to be more information. Um, There is some that I was able to access, but even in my own personal journey in a step family, I found it really, really difficult. I needed support and I couldn't find it. And I eventually found support by a doctor at Monash University when when I asked for some information for my family. She couldn't find it and said, why don't you go and do a PhD? (laughs) Of course. And So, so everyone says, yeah, I'm going to do all that research. 
So, yeah. So, in all my spare time, I decided I'd do that. So, that was six years of going back to school and uh, and getting that done. And, yeah. So, you're not just a theorist. You're also a practitioner and you can apply your own experiences, but also helping many other families go through this. And so, why should we be having this conversation? Yeah. Well, step families are the fastest growing family form in Western countries, and they're continually growing Mm. in lots of other countries as well. Also, single-parent families, well, I call them transit families, and they're the second largest family form next to the nuclear family. Right. So, you know, step families are born out of a single parent or both single parents Having a child. Yeah. You know? And so those who are listening, they're either experiencing it themselves or they know someone who has gone through this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have a perception. The Brady Bunch, there's a lot of people know the Brady Bunch and how that was all smooth sailing. You know? Yes. A few little bumps in the road, but, you know, all seem to be smooth sailing. But that's not everyone's experience. No, not at all. Step families are complex. And there are a lot of issues that need to be dealt with. Just like in a nuclear family, they can be complex as well. Really? But but the reason that I will dare to say that they're more complex is that there's so many more relationships in a step family that need to be nurtured and cared for Mm. than in a nuclear family. Well, speaking of complexities, what are those complexities? Yes, well... There's lots. Mm. Uh, before I just go through the complexities, um, when I'm working with step couples, I like to take them through four phases that most step families will experience. Okay, yeah. And in those four phases, they will have to deal with issues. So the phases are the fairy tale focus, which is – you fall madly in love and previous family may may not have worked and that's sad, but you're going to get it right this time. Yep. Or you may be a first-time married who's fallen in love with somebody that has a child and has been married before or yep. you may have chosen to adopt or you may be a foster parent and then you decide to get married and you imagine that it's all going to come together Beautifully, everyone's excited, the kids are excited, they all want it to happen. Yes. This happened in my family. I was a novelty as a stepmom. Our children were so excited about us getting married. As a matter of fact, I was often told, come on, come and live with us. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not Um, always the case. Sometimes it's not that. There's some hesitancy. Yeah, and, and one of the issues that did come up that woke me up out of the fairy tale was what I call the full frontal experience, which is that collision of, wow, the reality is nothing like the picture I had in my head. And look, a quick story. My stepdaughter, when I was dating her dad, just would constantly, I remember being in the bathroom brushing her hair and she would just say, come, come and come and, you know, marry dad and come and live with us. And she was so excited about it. And the night we got engaged, it was a wonderful night. Mm -hmm. It was reasonably romantic. (laughs) And and then we, we came home to 
tell the children. Yeah. And I thought we would celebrate as a family yeah. because that was my ideal in my mind. We got home, we told the children, and my stepdaughter or to-be stepdaughter ran to her room, burst into tears and was just sobbing. And so I spent that evening just sitting on the end of her bed with my arms around her, just comforting her and answering her questions of concern. Yeah, Yeah. so that fairy tale met reality. You know, like, come, come, come. Now it's happening and all the big emotions that come with that. Yeah, and just the... Change is uncomfortable. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. You know. So what's another phase that someone might go through? So another issue is when we get married in a nuclear family, the couple always comes first. Yeah. Yeah. And then we decide down the track that we start a family. Um, So the couples come first issue or the children come first. Mm -hmm really needs to be put into a step family context. Yep. And it can be an issue that gets in between the couple. Yes. So that's quite a big one. So um, it's like a recalibration of all the roles and responsibilities. Yes, yes. So as a couple it is important that you're on the same team and that you understand the importance of having shared values and shared belief system in terms of what you desire for your step family. But in doing that, we have to acknowledge that if we've been single parents before that for a long period of time, we need to be empathetic and understanding and bring our children along with us. And so in a single parent situation, for example, I'll use my husband as an example, He and his son lived together for quite some time together as a single-parent family until I came along. So their relationship was close-knit. Yeah, it was just them against the world, so to speak. And then this (laughs) other woman comes along with a whole bunch of other kids. Where do I fit? Where do I sit on the foundation or am I on the... Outer, and so it can be, as you said, you have to bring them along on the journey. Thinking of that, you can bring them along on the journey. How much can they dictate that journey? It is important to be empathetic and listen to children's emotions and what they're struggling with. That doesn't mean that they're dictating. No. But they are trying to tell you their story of what they're struggling with. And so it is really important that we hear that. Yeah, and validate their experience and not be dismissive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And journey with them, not where we think they should be at. That's true. And we might be still at the fairy tale. (laughs) Yeah. And it's all going smooth sailing, but they're having to grapple with things. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they're grappling with different things. Yeah, yeah. As part of the phases and getting those uh, roles right, what else – Would you like to share on that area? Look, I'd like to talk about relational dyads or what we call subgroups Mm -hmm. that all live within a step family form. And one of the reasons the step family unit can be very complex in comparison to the nuclear family is because of the influential subgroups that exist within the family unit. 
So I'll name them quickly. The biological parent and child relationship is the first one. Step-parent-stepchild connection, the step-couple relationship, the bio-parent-co-parenting relationship, biological siblings, and the step-bio-sibling connection. Right. So a bit of a potpourri of things (laughs) happening in the family, isn't it? So if you're listening to that list and you feel overwhelmed by hearing that long list, imagine living that list. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's so important that all of these subgroups – in a step family are nurtured and supported and addressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's an ongoing dialogue. It is absolutely. It's never, very, very rarely does it happen instantaneously. And as the children age as well, you've got that developmental stuff going on. Yeah. And so the children will change yeah. in these subgroups as they, you know, become their little and then children and then teenagers and the success of all those transitions is their safety and their security and feeling heard and, and validated. Yeah, mm-hmm. which totally brings us to the formation experience. Yeah. And that's what's so important, that everyone in a step family feels secure and safe so they're able to manage ongoing transitions yeah. and adapt to them, feeling supported. Yeah. Our guest today is Dr. Sonia Canmaland. I hope you're enjoying the show, so stay with us and we'll be back right after this break for Focus on the Family, Australia. The word for today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. Welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia. I'm Brett Ryan, and we're chatting with counsellor and doctor. Sonia Camelan about the unique needs of step families and what we can do to support them. So we spoke earlier about the phases and the formation of those things. Where else do we go in this area? I mean, in the area that some people can judge people who have been married before and what it looks like, and particularly in churches. Mm. So that's the reason why I think it's so important that we talk about this. And so what are people's experiences who have gone through this journey and how are they perceived by those in the church? Yeah. During my my research and also in my private practice as a counsellor, I've come across step families involved in churches that have shared that they're often perceived as failures or that they're a family form that is a result of sin. Yeah. Sometimes they feel unacknowledged, yep. shame, guilt. Another interesting one was that a couple may feel that they belong, that it's their church family, yep. but particularly if they only have their children on access visits yes. every second weekend, their children may not feel connected in that church community. Yeah. And I know for us... When all of our children were visiting us every second weekend, it was pulling teeth trying to get them <laughs> to church or to go to Sunday school because their closest friends and connections, 
They also did sport Mm -hmm. with their other family in another community. And so that interrupted them being able to come to church with us as well. So you're trying to hold it all together to be, you know, the model family, but it comes with a lot of effort on your hand. And then to have these eyes or ears talking about you, it can be just overwhelming with just feeling that sense of belonging and being included. Yeah, and I desperately wanted our church to help us embrace and support our children. Yeah. You know, it was important to us that we brought them up into knowing and loving Jesus. Yeah. But it's not easy doing that, and I didn't know where to go and who to talk to about that, and maybe in the early days a little shame in being able to have that discussion. Yeah. Well, there's some things that, even in your research, doing your thesis, people were sharing. Sometimes it was a perception or people actually used to say things. Can you elaborate a little bit about the things that we should say and the things that we shouldn't say? Yeah, yeah. So most of it, I think it was perception. Yeah. Even these families themselves would feel like, mm, well, because I got divorced, then, you know, that makes my new family pretty second rate or yeah. it does mean that it was born out of sin and and that's just not the case. Well, we've all fallen short of our ideal <laughs> and we are <laughs> yes. broken. And so yeah. for us to judge is yeah. not healthy, it's not yeah. helpful and it's not what the body of Christ is all about. All should yeah. be welcome. That's all should right. be All should be included. So it's a challenge for us all and about our perceptions. And this is not a an interview to talk about the pros and cons no. because everyone has a different journey. But yeah. the circumstances, as you mentioned, you know, if it through divorce, it could have been yeah. circumstances beyond that person's control. It could have been through death um, yes. and the circumstances of that. And so there's a whole gamut of reasons why someone's yeah. got to the point where they actually are having a family together. Um, And we have the difference between a step family and a blended family. So just for our listeners, what is the difference between the two? Well, a blended family is often understood as parents who remarry or a parent that remarries and they bring in children into the marriage. Mm -hmm. A blended family is where you bring in children into the marriage from a previous situation. Yep. But you also have what we call an owl's baby. You make a baby together. You make a baby mm-hmm. together. <laughs> yeah. And that also comes with other complexities about, you know, where does the stepchildren fit in? Do they love me more? Will they love me less? Where do I fit in? Especially, yeah. you know, you mentioned that your husband had a really close relationship with his son. Yeah. And, you know, if then you have another child, a biological child together. It can be a lot of complexity. So we as the church should be really supportive of that. So how can the church do a little bit better in this area? Glad you asked that question. (laughs) It's it's a real passion of mine to encourage churches to be inclusive when it comes to families. And I have three. Mm -hmm. So the first one is language. So what are we verbally expressing when we talk about families, Mm -hmm. what are things that we're not saying? What's written, what's acknowledged in picture form? So if we're doing any kind of advertising or we have 
pictures in our churches of of family programs is it mum dad and the two kids when we're discussing families in any way or children in Sunday school and we ask them all to talk about their family mm-hmm. are we inclusive about mentioning step families yeah. or single parent families do we use those terms in church and that's particularly from the platform and just making sure that we're being again back to what we were talking about before of helping your own children and stepchildren is mm-hmm. um you know being mindful that this is a family the church family and we should yeah. be very mindful and sensitive of our language absolutely yeah the second one is church community family inclusivity so it's looking at preaching and teaching are we comfortable using examples again of single parent and step families when we're doing teaching we might run how to raise your children course or mm-hmm. premarital counseling or seminars and how are we including step couples yeah. in that do we address the issues that step couples come up against yeah. so you know if parents come along and they, they're going to get married is there any material in that that is on parenting yeah because it's really important that as a second time married or first time married with the child involved yeah. that parenting is part of that premarital course or counseling um also information on the fact that these families live in two homes two yeah. communities so how do we engage these children so if they're only here every second weekend how do we connect with them when they're not here how yeah. do we make sure that they feel valued and supported so good. and also with the single parent or step families every second weekend when i wasn't married i was a single woman yeah and then every other second weekend i was a family yeah so i felt i was in you know one box one sunday and another box another but you're so, still you <laughs> but i'm still me i'm still a mum yeah but where do i fit Mm. You know, in a home group, which home group do I belong into? Yeah. Do I belong into a, you know, an over-50s singles group or a family group? Like, where do I belong? Where do I fit? And you could be empowered to make that decision that would suit you because you might feel good in both camps to allow that to take place. If the options are there. Yeah. (laughs) I think... The Bible doesn't really refer to step-parenting, but there are examples about how God adopts us. You know, yes. We're adopted into his family. Yes. Um, Joseph wasn't the biological father of Jesus, but yet he took on the roles and responsibilities and loved Jesus yeah. as best he could. And so there are some biblical principles here that we should, as whatever form we come in, the nuclear family, the step-parent family, the single-parent yeah. family, life is complicated and we should show that love and grace to all that come into contact with us. Yeah, absolutely. In the last few moments, I'd like for you to give advice to the church and I'd also like for you to give some advice to someone who's going through this journey. Yeah, 
for the church, I really want to encourage them to understand their demographics, to understand their church community, get to know their families, get to know how many single-parent families, how many step-families are in there. Create an environment where you're able to engage with them and ask them what they need. So simple, but asking them directly. Yeah, Mm. yeah. What would be really, really helpful? Also to train particularly counsellors in churches and also youth leaders and Sunday school teachers, anyone in any form of leadership in a church to just spend time discussing the importance of embracing all family form. And for the mums and dads and the step-parents right now that are going through this, you know, what would you like to tell them? Healthy step-family life can be overwhelming. Yeah. So don't hesitate to seek help. Yeah. They say it takes a community to raise a family. Well, it certainly does. Yeah. So just encourage, reach out, get help. There's no shame in that. Yeah. And that's what we're here at Focus on the Family. We're here to help you. We get experts like you to tell the story. And we like to be able to help as many people because families come in all different shapes and sizes. And so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. Thank you for having me. Our guest today was Dr. Sonia Kamaland. She's the author of Exploring the Unique Issues Step Families Face. She can be contacted through her website, renewedbeliefs.com. That's renewedbeliefs.com, where she offers counselling and education for individuals, couples, and families. And thanks for joining us today. We hope this program has provided some insight into the complexities of step families and how we can be more supportive of them. For more resources on step parenting and blended families, go to our website at families.org.au. I'm Brett Ryan, and we look forward to you tuning in again for another edition of Focus on the Family. Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.